welcome to the joyfulness broadcast today's episode i've got rob and rob we have a really cool story how how we met right it was a bit of a synchronous synchronicity uh synchronicity story in, in of its own right where um we well was on on meetup on meetup yeah you reached out yeah, it was a meetup, um, Nick. So yeah, you had a joyfulness um, meetup group, hmm. and I I clicked uh, clicked. Yeah, this sounds pretty good. Um, it's a botanical gardens. Um, oh, I love like that mindfulness gardens. mindfulness walk, which is very very inspiring. Like, oh, check this out! And uh, yeah, so I showed up at the meetup, and um, yeah, just walking around. Oh, this is a nice, pretty nice place for a meetup. The botanical gardens. And um, yeah, I saw this guy in the distance. He had this stick, <laughs> <laughs> like some kind of a sage or something. <laughs> I go, oh, that must be him. <laughs> oh, goes, hey, how's it going? <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember that stick. Ah, oh, it should be somewhere here as well. But yeah, no, that was a magical, <laughs> magical meetup, man. I loved, it. and you were the only one that rocked up for that meetup. <laughs> I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, so, that ended up being perfect, right? Mm, mm. It was very inspiring. Um, just the location, and um, it actually inspired me to, um, <laughs> to hold meetups there as well. Because George oh, <laughs> made up from from like from my meetup, so um, and does that actually started holding um, mindfulness meetups? <laughs> oh, sweet. Too, so, oh, and you actually <laughs> got people rocking uh, up inspired um i did i had um one person I had two people I had two people i think on two oh nice dude. On one occasion i had one person and on another occasion i think i had two like yeah two two or three <laughs> yeah <laughs> at, at botanical gardens but there's there's other um like hikes like uh, creativity hikes that mm. that i help so this meetup is innovation like personal development self-innovation meetup um versus the innovation that's normally like thought of like with gadgets and things like that um this is more of a personal innovation and personal um creativity um within within the self um so yeah yeah mm. along then, the lines of yeah like yeah the <laughs> like vincian inspiration type thing <laughs> um well that's that's where uh where you first told me about the enlightenment intensives the yes. diets and that was cool and then i well we ended up going to this i ended up get, going to the same one that you did in new year's and okay so for our li listeners can you can you give like the rundown of what that involves okay so <laughs> it's, um Hey, we were just talking before recording. We were actually yeah, just talking yeah. about this. <laughs> it is um, a very so diets for those who aren't really aware of what a dyad is. It's uh, a diet involves two different people um, who um, face each other and communicate um, a subject of contemplation. Uh, usually, the subject of contemplation is the self, really. Um, so it's communicating. Um, or communicating to your partner or giving the instruction, let's say, um, of tell me who you are or experience who you are and communicate it to me. So usually it's the who um, because we're really looking uh, within. So as opposed to looking externally to find out who we are because it seems like when we grow up, we tend to go, oh, this is this, this is that. And we tend to, as children and as adolescents and um, even entering into emerging adulthood, we're, we're looking for a sense of coherence and identity. So we're kind of just grasping and, oh, you know, oh, I'm this, I'm that. You know, this, this is kind of like my clique and this, I, I like this music, I like that music. Mm. All this kind of stuff, it's, it's like grabbing stuff from like, the so-called external world and kind of just incorporating that thing within like the, the self, the, the perceived self-concept. Mm. So the enlightenment intensive um, or dyads uh, 
really enables the person to really turn back within and find out who or experience who or what um, they really are from, from within and, and, and finding out what happens from there experientially, not being told through models, through beliefs, through, through concepts, not through the intellect, but, but from, it's coming from within. It's, it's all coming from within. So that, that's what's so powerful about it. And another thing that's powerful about it is the listening partner is, the, the technique is the listening partner is non-responsive. So the listening partner is there as a pure consciousness. Um, without, you know, facial expression, really, <laughs> not, not suppressing anything. It's just mm. a blank slate, in a sense. You're looking at a blank slate, a blank consciousness, eye to eye, and communicating as honestly and as truthfully as possible who you are or what you are. So it's the instruction, instruction, instruction <laughs> really is tell me who you are. Then, then the, the partner then <laughs> tells the, the um, listening partner, who then becomes a listening partner, what occurs to them during that five minutes until the, the bell rings yeah. and then change. Mm. And it's, uh, do that again and again for 45 minutes, then there's a little break, do it again and again. So it, it is an intensive. So usually it's four days, sometimes six days, and it's uh, a 24 seven, keep <laughs> contemplating, keep yeah. contemplating, contemplating, and finding out who or what you really are um, underneath all those layers. I'm, we're peeling the onion, so to speak, and mm. finding out what's, <laughs> what's, what's there, yeah. you know, whatever it is, because we all have different experiences. Mm. Well, experientially for me, I don't know about for you, but well, first of all, I mean, we joked about it, how people like, oh, enlightenment intensive, these people are going to sit, go om, and <laughs> zen out for, zen out um, for, <laughs> for four days over the new year's. Like that is that, yeah. the total, <laughs> total. I mean, what it is, it's like, it's your, brutal raw honest unfiltered truth is what it is and the willingness to express what you're experiencing whatever that because that's how the technique works is by yes. your willingness to honestly and openly ex, um, communicate to your partner not like filter with like social accepted norms but to communicate to your partner what is being experienced right there right then without any expectations, without trying to live up to some sort of like, what are they going to think about me? That's what it is. That's what the intensive is experientially. <laughs> um, and it takes a lot of courage. It takes, and the stuff that, I mean, I'm not going to repeat what was said there because it, it is a, it, the, it is a sacred space, but mm. the essence of it is that you can see that everyone is just expressing their raw experience and you can see the, 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 just, it's just beautiful the courage and everyone represents like a different aspect of myself that's how i experienced it um yeah and it, in terms of zen this is interesting um i i guess experientially what because i mean the contemplation is who or what what you are experientially mm. for me i think what uh dawned on me just before was it was more like i was uncovering more of what i wasn't than what i was um, but like in doing so, you know, you, you kind of, you go away from the illusions. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Does that kind of, it's like by that willingness to communicate, just that willingness to communicate, honestly, whatever was being experienced without trying to understand it, which was hard at times, but to me, it was actually mostly fun. Um, but it, there were times where it's hard, but it's like that willingness to just put it out there and and then openness you, yeah that openness <laughs> it's like mm. i don't know it seems to help cut through the bs what the illusions mm. is that how you mm. experienced it as well something similar oh yeah oh yeah Nick. it's um i find it fun too <laughs> so um and it's cutting through the the bs and it's it's getting to the the truth, whatever that truth is, it's getting to that. Mm, there's a there's a 
pure, it seems like a pure honesty there that without, um, without judgment from that, that's why the technique is so effective with a listening partner being like a blank slate, just sitting there being open and accepting of whatever it is um, without judgment, without, with the technique, the, the reason why it's so beautiful is without even a, a response really, I guess, except the spontaneous responses, because sometimes, a lot of times <laughs> things are, well, we both laugh and funny yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and this and that. So whatever comes up, and it's purely spontaneous. There's, it's, it's a spontaneous um, phenomenon. There's, there's no pre-planned, it seems like a pre-planned, there, there is a structure, of course, we need structures, we need um, knowledge, um, books of knowledge, and we need, we need structure. Um, but yeah, with the, um, the structure provides that opportunity to, to really discover um, whatever it is, oneself, whatever it is. So that the, the structure is that guiding um, light, so to speak, <laughs> to, to whatever it is, hmm. to, the, to, to the unknown, to the not knowing. And I can see how it could, can be scary for some who, who are not ready to face themselves really because <laughs> it seems like the ultimate fear is um facing ourself mm. <laughs> well it's like that roomy roomy poem just running from our own silence i love that those words silence. yeah it's like it seems to be a lot of the things we're doing is just really just a doingness to not be with that silence because just a moment of that silence seems to crack through and just show us there's something, something deeper in there beyond the personality, beyond the ego structures. And, um, you know, ego is very like, can be a demonized term. So maybe instead just mentalized structures and expectations and just, I mean, that's what that con the, those four days were awesome because it builds up that momentum it's like yeah. you're constantly doing it least distractions as possible you're mm -hmm. just doing the dirty work that needs to be done you know <laughs> the, <laughs> the <world. laughs> the it's really world. examining that yeah a self-concept like first i like to call it the self-concept because um with inquiry what's a what's a concept okay a concept and a self-concept how the self is an idea yeah um, I mean, with, with psychological books and all these studies, so the, it's it's generally accepted within, you know, the the community of being being a psych, you know, student as well, yeah. um, as yeah. well as philosophy and spirituality and all the all these um, uh, itties, whatever. <laughs> it, it's, in psychology, it's generally accepted. Like you open a textbook, generally accepted, generally accepted that the self is a concept. Mm, and that's pretty pretty bloody profound <laughs> a self look, experientially oh, most human beings including including my my perception of myself is that oh i'm this like body and i'm separate and i'm this mind and i'm separate to everything and everything and everyone else and this is me and this is like my you know life my <laughs> all this my 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 stuff and, <laughs> That relates to, I think, what we were talking about a bit earlier about as a child, we can't grasp onto all these little, um, like a little, what do you call those little toys? And thing, or is it called mobile or something? Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, the mobile. Yeah. The thing <laughs> oh, oh, that's my toy. It's, it's mine now. It's mm. me. It's my toy. And like, hold on a sec. <laughs> We've got a brain here um, growing and developing a it's a self-concept which is um, so important for survival it helps us survive apparently yeah. <laughs> as a separate organism <laughs> apparently <laughs> and uh, and then we hold on to we, we hold on we hold on to these um, concepts of who we think we are mm. and I think which ties into David Hawkins is <laughs> uh, letting go. And when we let, I, feel, I find that, you know, when we let go, we then start to feel free. 
Do you find that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Um, so, okay. So for any listener that doesn't know, David Hawkins is like a spiritual teacher. He used to run the biggest, I'm just going to give a brief rundown, biggest psychiatric uh, facility in uh, America. He had like 2,000 people coming in, like 50 workers. This guy was impressive, but he's also incredible. Like he's an incredible spiritual teacher. And one of his books, Letting Go, it's the first book I read. And Rob, you have it as well. And that letting go, it's called, it's titled Letting Go, The Pathway of Surrender. Uh, and it's about that mechanism of, of rather than trying to hold on, figure out, just letting everything go. It's so simple that it escapes the mind as even like an option <laughs> to just letting go. And like at the, the peak of it, as I understand it is to just let go and surrender everything as you see it to God, just surrender the whole world as you perceive it to God and let, let divinity reveal to you what the truth is rather than trying to strain yourself to find it. Um, so that's the brief as I can see it, <laughs> as I can see it. And I, in, to answer your question, yes, like, it's so strange. I mean, I'm just observing myself here. It's like, I know how freeing it is to just let go of everything. And I'm aware that like, that, I, I mean, I have that, I even have like I myself, uh, this particular experiential bundle <laughs> um, has like a, has like a point of reference to uh, to know experientially how freeing it is to just let go completely and yet i can still see i mean the the simple thing is that there's always a higher state to be in and the ultimate state is the complete awareness of truth i mean and you know you're there because you're aware of everything it's not something you miss (laughs) there's nothing to doubt (laughs) or conceptualize there's no questions to ask so But yeah, in spite of that, um, and knowing that the only way, all you, all I have to do is let go. All I have to do is just let go. And that's what will bring me into the higher, there's always that higher state until I get to that higher state that the human experience can allow for. And despite having that experiential, like um, grounding and really that freedom, it's a freedom beyond any any like worldly freedom. It's like, it's a freedom of the soul, man. It's like there was a moment in New Zealand where I just completely let go. I let go. I mean, I let go of everything. I let go of anything. And it was just, I can't, I can't describe it. It was like the only way I can describe it is, is this profound golden radiance. Just, it just like, just brought me to absolute awareness. And, but then it was gone. And then I, it's, it felt like the webs came back and the, the like, the attachments arose. So I know that all you have to do is let go. And it seems like people might hear, it's like, all I have to do is let go. But it just seems to be, it's like the more I am just observing, um, becoming more aware, the more I'm seeing how really like ingrained those attachments are there. They go really deep. They go really deep. Um, And so that's like a longer way to answer the question uh but it does seem that there is like this automatic momentum from letting go and it's it's like whatever the it's just like a natural progression and i have experientially i feel like i'm um my perspective is that it's just happening automatically and i'm just kind of chilling back and enjoying enjoying everything as it's occurring in its own rate um doing the best that I can and enjoying that. So that's, that's the freedom. <laughs> Does that resonate with you? You had similar experiences. Perspective. It sounds like almost like letting go of letting go. <laughs> you get to the point where oh, I'm so like holding on to letting go. That, no, that's it. That's it. I'm just going to let go of letting go. <laughs> and at that point where the kind of, ah, oh, I give up. It's, uh, it's letting go is like, it becomes like automatic then. Mm. With, with um, you know, with, with, with myself, with a question there, um, I've been doing a lot of uh, contemplating. Uh, with contemplation, it's um, 
basically it all boils down to that space we were talking about, that, that space where we get, we let go of letting go. <laughs> it all boils down to that. But also noticing the distinctions and the mechanics of things. Mm. Uh, and also being, being inclusive. So also using um, the intellect, you know, through language, through this uh, symbol, using symbols so, so you can point to ultimately the experience <laughs> so we kind of like we're the pointer pointing to ourself and it's like this invisible pointer <laughs> and it's forming form and it's made out of something but it's made out of nothing at the same time <laughs> and we're sort of limited by language but we'll try to do our best to communicate <laughs> as, as accurately as possible <laughs> so that okay what i noticed was in terms of holding on in terms of letting go through through my um, recent contemplations was that um, suffering, mm, mm. suffering, um, you know, including fear, including anxiety. How does suffering occur? Well, what are the mechanics to suffering? Not, not just like my own personal suffering, you know, but like everyone's like as a collective, as a, as a, as a species, as a, as a world, as a, as a, you know, as a, I mean, this suffering, I've, I've found through contemplation was, hold on a sec, okay, there's pain, okay, there's these pain mechanisms, because we have to kind of avoid getting uh, run over by car, oh, <laughs> we have these automatic instincts, I mean, that that would be painful, <laughs> but I mean, to, to not touch like a hot, like stove or something, hot, you know, stove or something. I mean, that's automatic. It's just, oh, there's a flinch reaction or, you know, you get like, oh, that's, what, damn, my neck's sore. And that's pain. It's a signal, you know, telling the body that, okay, something needs to be done with that pain. But in terms of suffering, suffering seems to come out of, come out of that as almost like emerging from this like neutral, sensations so pain is in, in a sense neutral in the sense that it's not it gives, it's a signal it's a signal saying that okay something needs to be done or else th this will happen or that will happen <laughs> usually it's to, to keep the organism surviving um but yeah the emergence of suffering seems to be more uh conceptual in nature it seems to be more in the head so to speak more in the realm of ideas and thoughts and oh what if like Oh, what if like my neck's got like, oh my god, you know? And you know, <laughs> a lot of times this phenomenon, what's that phenomenon? Doctor Google. <laughs> People start Doctor Googling, and before you know it, they die. They got cancer or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm like, this is like, <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. And anxiety. There's suffering right there. You know, through this rumination and through fear fear of um this survival mechanism so it gets amplified so the pain kind of turn become suffering and resistance to pain yeah i think it's in buddhism in buddha yeah <laughs> you, know, you know resist the by resisting pain that's when you suffer by resisting it mm -hmm. in a sense by um not allowing it to be it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't do anything but okay here it is here's the sensation and letting it be and accepting in a sense letting go of what it is that the person or what you're holding on to with that pain um and sometimes the suffering gets even greater when when we identify with that phenomena identify with that pain it's like it's my pain and the more we identify with it the more we suffer the more we f feel anxiety fear i mean you know pretty much pretty much the same same thing <laughs> to varying degrees <laughs> sense of dread yeah. Um, yeah and this identification seems to be related to preserving the the self or preserving self-survival uh, just in it seems like they become, or in my experience anyway, contemplating this and experiencing this myself is that it becomes constricted. It's like, oh shit, like I have to, kind of, oh. you know, instead of being open to whatever it is, it's like, oh, 
oh, damn it, like the ego kicks in, that yeah, self-concept, yeah. that mechanism kicks in. Like, oh, you know, I've got to look after myself. doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's, it's good or bad. It is what it is. It, it, the mechanism seems to be is what it is. <laughs> but just awakening to that mechanism experientially, uh, it, it's, it's priceless. It's really, really priceless in noticing how, oh, I'm actually creating my own suffering. Oh my God. It's not this, that, the world. It's not, you know, the coronavirus. <laughs> it's, it's not someone down the road. It's not some, someone, you know, it's actually me that's creating my own suffering. Even calling it my own suffering. It's, it's like, it's very egoic sounding. <laughs> it's like, oh, holy shit. Like, it's my judgment. It's my evaluation. Um, and seeing how it relates to uh, the self-survival mechanism in keeping this organism kind of alive, <laughs> what he thinks is alive. Um, but really looking really deep into, into the truth is that, hold on a sec, there could be something else here. <laughs> there could really be something else here. And that revelation in a sense, which is derived from looking within, is is astounding is absolutely <laughs> astounding and i think i think you can kind of relate to this too yeah. well it's very freeing to um to to uh, to realize to realize that we are the source of our joy and of our suffering i mean you can't have one without the other if you it's like I was just making a video about this before that like really simple thing that like we hear about, but there aren't many total understandings of it that just the source of joy is within or the source of happiness is within ourselves. But that also means that the source of suffering is within ourselves. Like it's our, our like uh, ability to choose either way. Um, I think it's like, it's really, it's like important to what I've come my current understanding perspective of it is like, it's important to recognize, to like meet people where they are and say, yes, like I understand experientially it is super real, super real. But like speaking from the absolute sense, it isn't real. That's, that's where that distinction comes in. And it's like, actually that's really empowering because it gives you that ability to be like, wow, so I am experiencing this, but I have the like ability within myself to, to let go of it by just, like you said, I think that's what uh, has dawned on me as well. Like the realizations is that it's like, it's really simple. It's just accepting everything as it is. It's, it's really simple. It's not necessarily easy and it's cool to appreciate <laughs> why it's not easy. So like for like the word, this is why I love Hawking because he like, is the path of Hawking's. There are many paths to enlightenment, many teachers. Hawking's is intuitively understanding how the ego formed. And like you said, the exact mechanisms which it uses to, uh, at the end of the day, keep that structure of the self, that narcissistic self. <laughs> just understanding it, just understanding it. And like, it's such a beautiful perspective to see that it's really just the evolution of life. Like we are life. We've evolved over billions of years. And that's what that ego is. Like you were saying, it's like that sense of survival that has developed because that's just what was needed. And so it's developed over billions of years. And it's only really recently that humans have emerged and that now we're going into for anyone that's seeking to, for some strange reason, understand the truth, whatever reason <laughs> to experientially understand the truth to, uh, whatever word they want to use, uh, realize a presence of all the truth. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, it's so cool to realize that it's the ego is nothing. That's why I love Hawking's, um, one reason, many reasons to love them. <laughs> the, the teacher is because for the first time there was no more demonization of the ego and it was more like he would say, it's like you adopt it as like a, as a pet and you know, you might call it, I mean, I've recently started to call it fluffy. I'm like, of course you fluffy. want it. 
Yeah, just like, <laughs> of course you want to figure it out. Of course you want to figure it out. Of course you want to kill that person. Of course you do. <laughs> and just see that way you can kind of, you own the ego without demonizing it. And you mm. see that it's just really like any of us just being the best that it Great. can be. It's just being the best that it, like, that's, that's all. And it's, so now we, the ego no longer, or those aspects of us, of the human condition, which we have inherited, they now no longer, they don't serve the purpose of total self realization and peace. Um, and all these different labels for the same thing. So now, like you were saying, it's like, now we begin to intuitively understand it. And then it like starts to, I don't know about you, but I've just noticed it just by noticing how these mechanisms, it starts to drop away just by noticing, not doing anything. That's the wonderful thing. It's so simple. I don't do anything. I don't do anything. I just notice. <laughs> I a kind of observation kind of thing. Yeah. Um, kindly observing um, without judgment, without layering all these different, trying to figure out all this, mm. you know, this and that and getting into this ruminating and this and that. And, I mean, look, models and, and knowledge, this gets pretty deep. <laughs> it is very, very important, um, knowledge, and it gives us that, that structure, yeah, books and you know, uh, knowledge passed on, gives us that structure and that coherence, sense of coherence, and and, and kind of walks us through this um, maze, this this fog, so to speak. So we're not, so we've got a we've got a map, and hopefully we've got a, a pretty good map, but the map's not the territory. <laughs> and when we hold on to the map and mistaking the map for the territory and holding on to it like with our deep life, here's our map, here is the only true religion or whatever it is. This is science explains everything and <laughs> anything is like dismissed <laughs> if it's not part of this um, map, this confusion of mistaking the, the map for the territory, which is <laughs> what is. <laughs> is the isness and and getting through the okay let's put the map to the side the map is so so important you know we can even fall in love with the map <laughs> but let's let's not hold on to it like, like attached to the map like it's like <laughs> the be all and end all it's, <laughs> and um speaking of which we were talking about you know suffering and letting go earlier I noticed during my contemplations these past few months is that um, trying to freeze things, um, trying to make things like uh, uh, permanent within our experience of impermanence is one of the factors which lead to suffering. Trying to freeze things and even more so is trying to freeze things and make it mine. It's mine. <laughs> this is mine. I want it forever. <laughs> kind of thing. I'm pretty sure a lot of I'm pretty sure you notice a lot of listeners notice this and I want this person, you know, for the rest of my life. <laughs> it was kind of kind of creepy actually. <laughs> so fixated and such. I mean that's a that's a really um like extreme, like so-called bad example of it. <laughs> Judging good or bad, but it seems like the more we try to hold on, the more we fixate, the more we try to freeze and clutch onto this irk, then uh, well, we clutch and our hands get sore and <laughs> rigid, and what's going on? And we forget that we're clutching. <laughs> it's like what's that old um, story of the. The monkey, you know how we've got this like monkey mind, how they put us yeah. <laughs> the monkey reaches into the I think there's a fruit of some sort. They, they put the fruit in the in the bottle and the monkey reaches in the bottle <laughs> and his hand gets stuck um holding on to this fruit in the bottle. <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, he's walking around with the bottle, then he forgets that he's holding on to this bottle and he's suffering <laughs> up the bottle. All the monkey needs to do, all the monkey mind needs to do is just like, hold on. Holy shit. 
<laughs> just let go of the bottle. Let go of the fruit inside the bottle and maybe find another fruit <laughs> and stop suffering <laughs> and enjoy the fruit. Like, not the one inside the bottle. <laughs> let go. Let go, dude. Let go, monkey mind. <laughs> kind of thing. And, uh, yeah. I feel like we all have that monkey mind. <laughs> just being aware of, of that and observing it kindly and saying, oh, okay, it's kind of like, my monkey mind uh, uh nice monkey it's, it's okay yeah, yeah <laughs> that's like, the one the, like, like yeah nice yeah. monkey kind that's loving monkey <laughs> rather yeah, than monkey style or the, the ape <laughs> itself you know, you know yeah. Have, <laughs> yeah according to the evolutionary theory we evolved from you know <laughs> apes and yeah <laughs> uh, yeah chimps and stuff like that and we still have that part of us uh, within us that that um that um, ape self <laughs> that in <inner> ape <laughs> yeah yeah there's three different brains we've got the reptilian brain with the reptilian instincts, well. instincts of the reptile then we've got the mammalian brain the emotion based all that and then we have the more recent one which is that first one that allows us to discern truth from falsehood or at least to begin the quest for going back to the source of creation and asking the questions and stuff so it is, the human predicament is i mean it's quite a it's a it's a tough one man We've got it's a tough one. <laughs> all these different parts of us yeah all these like instincts and you can it's really i mean something i've noticed is there's no use in fighting them at all nothing no absolutely no, no. resistance doesn't help only makes it stronger um and that's why it's really so powerful to just step back and just have the freedom of being like, all, all I have to do is observe it. All I have to do, oh. it's so easy. It's so yeah. easy. It's like, all you have to do is just notice. How can there be anything simpler than just noticing? <laughs> noticing. Oh, observation. Just, mm. just noticing, not doing anything about it, and then just letting go of that which doesn't serve you. Which can be hard. Very interesting. <laughs> uh, it's it's interesting now that we're talking about this and thinking about how we, as a, as a human physiology, evolved with our spine and how the, with a brainstem and how it evolved into um, more and more complex um, uh, systems within a system, so systems within systems within systems, and how if our physiology is triggered, you know, so if, for example, I got like a, I don't know, a stick or something and just <laughs> started, um, like hitting, hitting someone, with a, hitting you with a stick, let's say, <laughs> so, bad, bad rabbit or something, <laughs> dig it, you know, carrot, you know, whatever, just, um, it, the, the physiology anyway would start reacting like, it's just knee-jerk, <laughs> you know, me, it's just like this reflex. Kind of before without even thinking about it with it so it's kind of automatic mm. so it reaches until until the that information coming from seemingly external sources reaches what seemingly is the internal um <laughs> mechanisms and it kind of travels according to you know theory you know according to biological studies anyway this information taken from the outside travels through the nervous system and gets interpreted through the <laughs> through the brain through all these mechanisms through the, the amygdala and then through the prefrontal cortex then we start making up stories because of <laughs> because of this conceptual mechanism yeah about, oh he hit me with a stick and oh what's wrong does he like me or doesn't like me what's <laughs> i make you know like Get enough carrots for the for the um you know um for all the other rabbits so it starts making up these stories but um like looking at let's say let's say a rabbit right like a literal rabbit <laughs> all right, no, no. Yeah. we like it seems to just react automatically without and, and things like that's why it seems like dogs are our best friends because they're, they're just open and they're accepting and they're willing and whatever it is it's, it's completely genuine there's no deception there when they're happy they're happy <laughs> they're like like this and when they're sad they're kind of like 
<laughs> there's no feeling too energetic. When they're angry, there's like some strange like stranger or something, you know, from starts barking. <laughs> you know? It's, it's automatic. It doesn't make up stories. It doesn't create su needless suffering for itself. It tends to just let, let go. <laughs> it experiences what it experiences through its physiology, through its automatic uh, mechanisms. Mm. Um, and it doesn't make up stories. But as humans, it feels like we're unique in the sense that, okay, we have this means of making up stories, even a story about having a developed prefrontal cortex. I mean, mm. is that I mean, the inquiry, the contemplation really gets into the, and going back to the, the, the enlightenment intensive, the dyads, that's through, um, that's communicating with the partner. It, also, it can also be done sitting by yourself uh, and contemplating whatever it is that you want to be um, more aware of, so to speak, and deriving it from deriving the truth for yourself rather than, you know, from books and from hearsay and from, from this and that. So it's really finding out, ah, oh, oh my God, holy shit. <gasps> fuck, fuck. It's that kind of thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's, that's like, literally, like, that, that's my reaction. Like, it went, like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. That's insane. But it's like, yeah. oh, fuck. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I won't. <laughs> for the listeners, it sounds really insane now. <laughs> well, I'll counter. What drug is this guy on? <laughs> oh, I'll counter. Asking, asking in consciousness, pure consciousness, and it, it's it's so profound. And look, go find out for yourself. Experience it for yourself. Do the do the practice. Do the work. That's the key. Not taking in all these beliefs. Yes, they're important. Structures are important. The map's important, but it's not the territory. And when I, you know, with joyfulness, the way I kind of interpret joyfulness, mm. um, since being a guest in your podcast, <laughs> is that um, it, it's joyfulness is. I mean, it's an, it's another word of it's another word of course in, in pointing towards what it is. But it's actually, the what it is is like the what I was kind of like <laughs> really in a sense reliving and really living 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 in the now living like oh my fucking god I'm, I'm alive like I'm alive but I'm beyond alive like it's like it's beyond life and death it's beyond that it's the magnificence of being it's another word <laughs> but we have to we, have, we need pointers right so do the work. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, I love your... Like a Zen stick. <laughs> no, it's, it's important. You got that... Everyone's got that different aspect and you got that aliveness and that allness expressed however oh. you express it. And you've just expressed it for the listeners, so that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. All my ears on. <laughs> Um, well, I can, I'll share different for me. It's like, uh, subtle. It's, <clears throat> I, I, you know, going back to the stories and beliefs and maps and intellect, how it is important. Like it's, I think for me, it's important to recognize what it is just with, so just remove any layers of unnecessary layers. So that means judgment, neither good nor bad. You just see it as it is. And you just see, wow, the intellect is incredible. It has allowed us to build everything we have around us. Okay, that said, at the same time, those stories then come in. And if what we want is to discover the truth, if you, if you, if you try to see, take the intellect to its, uh, to its end and you'll see it cannot lead you to truth. 
like you can take it to to its end if you want and learn that for yourself if that's what it takes that's what it takes whatever it takes um but the intellect those and those stories are endless the rationalizations are endless the mentalizations are end, endless and i love that um Huang Po uh <coughs> zen teacher he just says it really simply just if you let go of conceptual thought you will understand it like just like that's it you'll see it if that's all that's required that's all that's required is to let go of conceptual thought and see it so it's like it's cool i i mean if that's how i've my stance on it has been to like understand the intellect being like wow it's incredible understand everything and but now seeing it no longer actually serves me it's time to let it go and so the the intention you know early in my life the intention was to like pretty much like master the intellect whereas now it's to like let it go (laughs) to let it go the intentionality has shifted that's all it's like at one point it served me to have the intellect to master it to go into physics and i was watching like a like a show yesterday and it just dawned on me i'm like i could have been an genius nuclear physicist i was like oh i could have been a nuclear physicist it was cool i wasn't like it wasn't coming out of romanticization not at least not most of it was <laughs> it was more like wow like that's what the mind could do that's what the mind can do it can like create all these incredible things um but now the more interesting thing just for me is to discover the like the absolute truth the, unchanging thing like we've been talking about the transience what's that thing that stays constant it's really if you look at it like uh the only thing that makes sense <laughs> is to i mean we're going to die eventually so we may as well find out what the hell's going on here <laughs> you know interesting interesting uh communication there um that we're gonna die we're gonna die eventually is that true? Uh, <laughs> is that true? I mean, this is where the inquiry starts. <laughs> so, um, I, I realise that uh, look, people are in different, uh, like, put it, stages, so to speak. Uh, one, like, uh, in, we adapt to life conditions. We, we tend to adapt to certain life conditions. So um, the intellect and the mind, it, it's beautiful. It's fascinating. It's um, <clears throat> It is a gift. It is a true miracle and gift. Um, the thing is, that in this modern era, we are too um, caught up thinking that we we are our thoughts. You know, I think, therefore I am. <laughs> From Descartes. And, I am, therefore yeah. I think. Opposite. I am God. <laughs> yeah, it's the opposite. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and um, we get we get lost there. We get identified with thought, and we identify with things seems too much, and we that's when we hold on and hoard whatever it is, and mm. start thinking about just our our self survival. Our, our by say our, I mean our collective egos as well. It's like oh, it's my family. I've got to look after my family, my town, my nation, and and look look what emerges from that well you brought up a good tribal warfare nationalism all this kind of unhealthy manifestations of a collective meanness (laughs) yeah focused on but i'd like to go back to the death thing dude you caught Ah. me out out. so i want to reword that i want to i like the a path that i resonates is that of radical truth to like stick to what can honest only honestly be said. And if you look at death, it's just an assumption. It's an assumption. So to That's reword right. that. Assumption. Yeah. <laughs> I assume that there's death. <laughs> exactly. It's not so from oh. the radical sense, I'll reword that thing that I said earlier about we're gonna die eventually, so may as well find out what's constant. Um mm. <laughs> every you know, there's all this transience and all the transient stuff by its very nature is going to change. Impermanence. In, the impermanence changes, yet behind the impermanence is some sort of condition, ongoing condition that allows it to occur. So may as well discover what that is. Because then normal suffering can exist. 
Hmm. That's, that will be a closer. <laughs> Words of wisdom. <laughs> There's a very accurate pointer <laughs> there. As accurate as can be pointed to. I mean, that's at mm -hmm. the end of the day what we can do, you know, try, try our very best. Um, but I, I'll do it. Thank you for pointing that out because that's something I have to adhere to is the, the, I th that that's a cool path I like that, re that resonates is radical truth like for the listeners which is just you just be with everything as it is right now you let go of all the labels and just observe it and only speak in the radical in the in the truthful sense like and straight away when you do that that'll straight away take you to to seeing to responsibility for your own suffering because you'll see that oh hang on Hang on a sec. <laughs> These are all expectations. They're all, they're all being created by these different. Yeah, it seems that with authenticity and being genuine and, and honest comes from something within. So that's something really spontaneous, right? So it's not um, uh, like it hasn't been like pre-planned and well thought out and it just seems really like the moment it just sprung from the moment whatever it is <laughs> you, you know it, it's, it seems like a, a different type of intelligence there um arising coming from an authentic place um not necessarily from um, from pure intellect from i'm not poo-pooing intellect <laughs> not coming from like oh you know the 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 daily mail said blah 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 and this, this <laughs> the daily, some, some tabloid <laughs> anyway um you know, oh so it must be like oh blah 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 and get into this like um circle jerk of gossip and all this misinformation disinformation all, all this secondhand kind of um mental masturbation type thing. <laughs> as opposed to actually directing directly experiencing the the truth the the honest authentic truth for oneself by by looking in a sense looking within and operating from that that place of of being true to to oneself whatever the manifestation is even if it is you know kind of <laughs> um you know talking shit we all talk shit sometimes, sometimes and try to be funny and all this kind of stuff um yeah, yeah there seems to be um mm, the the grasping of of and the distractions the distractions that that's one of the things that this is um what i'm trying to where it's leading to is that we get so distracted and we lose sight of our ourself and our attention spans get shorter and shorter and we, we lose sight of ourself like ourself whatever that self is and, uh, the question questions are okay, that um, i have to credit some practices um oh, the sedona method of using the sedona method <laughs> i did, did go to a sedona method um five-day workshop recently and, which is all about letting go so, by asking oneself the questions, could I let this go? Could I, could I, could I let this thought go? Mm. Uh, would I let it go? You know, and and when? <laughs> so it's a series of those questions, and um, it's just a matter of oh, okay, could I? Hold on, could I let this? It's like okay, this is an example. Oh, you know, he's such a dick. He's a I mean, look, you're just hurting, you're just hurting yourself, you're just hurting yourself when you kind of like ruminate on, but uh, well, hold on, hold on a sec, could I, this is the actual, this, these are practical methods, so, I mean, it's simple, but as far as being easy, who knows, is this mm -hmm. up to the, the person, hold on, so stop, observe, you're talking about observation, mm -hmm. now, the inquiry, could I let this thought go? <sighs> yeah, I could, I could do that. I could let that go. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe as simple as just 
holding onto like a, a pen, mm. pencil, with this pencil, <laughs> and I just boom. Just like that. Just let it go. Yeah. Let it go. If you're listening, you probably can't see me. Uh, pick up a pencil and just drop the pencil. Yeah. Okay. What about the thought? It's maybe not as easy with the thought. That's where it takes practice. So the practice is maybe the most challenging part is the consistent practice of could I let this thought go, let's say. Okay. Yeah, I could. Just like I let go of a pencil. And notice that when I has if I hold onto this pencil really, really tightly, it starts to hurt my fingers. <laughs> like that, you know, that um, a metaphor or analogy, one of them anyway, <laughs> the monkey yeah. holding onto his fruit in that bottle. Yeah. Could I? Yeah, I could. Would I? Mm, yeah, I would. I would. Because, like, why not? Because it's most likely causing suffering. <laughs> and who who's suffering? Well, it's... It's me, <laughs> or it's you, or it's the person. <laughs> You're basically just suffering, <laughs> um, needless suffering, really. And there could be a belief there that, okay, the need to hold on to this suffering <laughs> instead of letting the suffering go. <laughs> Talking about letting go. Like, why, maybe for a lot of factors, why, okay, trying to figure things out, trying to, you know, <laughs> mm. like, we can strategize. We can strategize later. Find out what the problem is maybe later. But if it's making the person feel like shit, then would you let it go? When? Well, why not now? <laughs> it's just dropping that pencil, or dropping that thought, and once that thought's dropped, usually. There's a feeling of freedom there. Mm. I'm not saying deny, you know, feelings. You know, feel that in your body. Feel where that anger is. Usually, it's like uh, feel it it's in the hands, usually, or in the in the chest, or in the maybe jaw. Feel, <sighs> breathe, breathe. Can I let this thought? Because usually it's a thought. <laughs> it combined with the feeling, <laughs> of course. Could I let it go? Or do I want to hold on to it? Well, usually it's more beneficial to let it go. So feel it in the body. Feel it completely. And then just let go. Let it go. Mm, yeah, that's the... It's not suppressing. It's not like holding, holding the... Look... Depends on the circumstance, depends on the context. Look, at certain times, okay, one would have to control their, regulate their emotions. It takes a lot of practice. Pra remember, practice, <laughs> the application, not just talking about it. The work that needs to be put in. I mean, when I say work, don't get me wrong, it, it's quite, it's just a decision. It's a decision to become more aware, to observe oneself observe one's experience and be response i was actually contemplating this right before this <laughs> um, discussion um responsibility to be able to respond and have the ability to respond and take that ownership of one's oneself, one's life, one's existence, rather than letting external factors kind of bully, bully you around, you know. It's, it's taking, taking ownership, really just taking charge and empowering oneself in, in life. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, what's more wonderful than being completely able to decide your own response to any situation no matter how grim <laughs> quote unquote yeah, i know with yeah responsibility uh, there's a lot of there may be i've you know, um, spoken to people who oh responsibility yeah it seems like <laughs> you know you know it's like oh it's like, my, my parents used to tell me like be more responsible and <laughs> there's a negative kind of charge to it but it's not it it's, it's the 
it's what's been imposed, so to speak, from the outside rather than taking responsibility from the inside. Um, so inside out is um, Stephen Covey. So Stephen R. Covey, the very famous, um, he's passed away now, um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So that, that's a good start as far as taking, um, be, be, becoming more empowered. I, I know we, we talk about all this kind of spiritual, seeming spiritual, metaphysical stuff. And I get this a lot. I get people, go, oh, how, how is this useful? <laughs> it's like, how is this practical? Like, how can I look? How is this useful? Do the work, do the practice, observe, contemplate, go on retreats practice self-inquiry <laughs> instead of distracting oneself on some kind of um, useless um, YouTube videos on this and that. Uh, it'll, it'll make someone feel a bit, bit of a bit better, a bit of laugh. And nothing wrong with that, really. Nothing wrong with that, you know. The thing is, it's not getting to the, the essence of, of true, true being like that gift instead of just like a momentary hit of whatever like a funny uh, cat video or something or a hit of whatever hit of hit of drug hit of a drink of a bottle or something <laughs> a bottle of wine all these hits all these external hits of like um like sex or pornography all this kind of look i'm not it's not a criticism i'm not moralizing against that because it's part of the whole it's part of part of the impermanent nature but these hits it's uh it's chasing cheese it's the chasing a carrot on a stick on a never-ending wheel <laughs> and we're running on this like a hamster this wheel this treadmill um and i i know i know that we can hop off this wheel or there's so many ways of putting it or unplug from the matrix or this we can talk easy we can talk say okay let's unplug from matrix. but to do it just do it <laughs> just do it empower yourself become more effective become enliven enliven your life have that willingness there's another thing with contemplation was um right before you know right before we uh, we're talking here I was contemplating willingness uh, what is what is willingness it's basically just saying what is just sitting there going into yourself and just what is what is whatever it is that you want to become more enlightened about more more aware of from your own self so the thing that came up is what is willingness so a time this is the practice this is the practice I did sat there set the time for two minutes what is willingness and see what comes up for two <laughs> minutes no distractions I, I use something called a mindfold which is a, it's like a blindfold but it, it blocks out all the light and i put on earplugs and set the timer two minutes to put the mindfold on <laughs> <laughs> the, the mindfold is basically that it's like a blindfold but you can you can have your leave instead of shutting your eyelids you can have your eyes wide open mm. but it's pitch black Okay, cool. It's pitch black. There's no light gets in. So <laughs> it's not actually pitch black. What it is, it's actually, it's a seeing. It's the seeing literally. You can see within. It's, it's really looking within. So it's usually a swirling of shapes and colors. <laughs> if one looks within, really, truly, one closes their eyes without getting into like imagination in that sense, that inner seeing imagination. One will see usually probably some kind of lights or some kind of swirling colors and stuff before the mind kicks in and draws from experience and starts stories, starts telling stories about what to do in the future or usually in reference to the past. But anyway, <laughs> sitting there, what is, what is willingness? Like, and after the two minutes, this is a practice. I'm talking about a practice here. <laughs> so, so, so it's not just mental masturbation. <laughs> this is the practice of becoming more aware and deriving from oneself what is, <laughs> you, you know, sort of borrowing a 
aping or parodying <laughs> something else. <laughs> so it's asking the questions. Uh, and I just wrote down a piece of paper at the time, which is about was like an hour ago or something, is what is willingness? To me, what, what occurred to me was willingness, without looking it up in a dictionary, <laughs> is to live, to be enthused, to be energetic, to propel towards, to be open, to be spontaneous. So those are the words that popped up from that two minute. It's a two minute practice. It's like, how hard is that? <laughs> Sit there, what is, set the time for two minutes, close your eyes and not be distracted. Like, how hard is that? Like, it's not, it's not hard. <laughs> Well, that answers the last segment of the podcast, which is one simple thing to do uh, for the listeners to this joyfulness broadcast to cultivate a more joyful life. So, is that your? Would that be your experiential recommendation that's helped you? Look, there are so many practices, Nick. There are so many different practices. Um, the important thing is to practice the the techniques the actual techniques and do the technique whatever it is meditate um do self-inquiry um have a walk in nature just just be, be be in silence listen to to music if that's if that's a thing that's my thing i love music um oh, be present be present with who if you're with uh, another be present with that person partner, friend, just be present, be fully present. And in a sense, that could be the practice and observing oneself mm. as life is happening. So yeah. the practice, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is it's the practice. Beliefs are important. Models are important. Frameworks are important. Yes, the map's important, but don't mistake the map for the territory. Don't get lost in the map. Getting lost in the map is a big trap it's it's endless and yeah these rabbit holes are you know we're talking about a rabbit today <laughs> now the rabbit's chasing the, the carrot on a stick and sometimes getting hit by a stick and now it's falling into a hole so <laughs> there's the rabbit hole <laughs> all right dude um, okay I hope I was listening to some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> language. Yeah, that, that's where it seems to be like going into a rabbit hole is not really that beneficial. Yeah. As far as joyfulness is concerned. Mm. Awesome. Dude, thank you for riffing with me. This has been an absolutely <laughs> fun podcast. <laughs> hope you enjoyed as much as I did. <laughs> How long is that? It seems like. Well, uh, wait, I'm still recording. <laughs> You're still recording. Oh, there we go. <laughs> All right, Time listeners, flies. thank you for listening. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did, as much as we did. And if you like this podcast, then you can follow the Facebook page, Joyfulness Broadcast, to get updated with the latest episodes otherwise do give it a review on uh whichever thing you listen to that would help the podcast out for future stuff and i'll see you guys next time